How does it? It, it does, bruh. That's always good. It does so hard. Ladies and gentlemen, the closer you think you are, the less you'll actually see. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema. We discuss movie news, movie rumors, and those all-important movie rumblings, and then we break it on down for our chosen movie of the week. And make sure you check out our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Brian, this week's movie of the week is... This week you're going to get a little little bonus, a little special episode. We're doing our best and worst of 2013. People believe what they want to believe. The guy who made this was so good that it's real to everybody. Duncan, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think you are? A 6? I think you're a 3. Mr. Woodruff, you tested positive for HIV. You made a mistake. That ain't me. Mr. Woodruff? He estimated you have 30 days left. Beautiful, don't you think? Please wait as your operating system is initiated. Hello, I'm here. Hi. Hi, I'm Samantha. We're finally here. Our, we're finally at our 2013 wrap-up spectacular. Yeah. And it feels we great. We did it our way, baby. We did it, guys. <laughs> we made it through the year. We did. Uh, we're alive. Our podcast um, has grown substantially. Um over the over the course of the year, and uh, many of you listening have gone on this movie journey with us along the way, and uh, so I'm sure you guys know what's in store for tonight, and it's going to be good times. That's that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go over our best worst lists uh, for 2013. We're going to go over our most disappointing movie of 2013. We're going to go over our most surprising movie. It could be good or bad, surprising, uh, depending sure. on. Sure. Depending on what you guys picked, I don't know your list, but uh, so we're going to do that before next week. We uh, fully shift our focus to 2014's offerings. Where should we begin, guys? I guess we. Uh, you want to talk Oscars nominations and such, or you want to yeah, save we that can, for a later date? Well, I think that'll just come up naturally uh, sure. throughout the course of this of this talk. So, you guys want to start out with with worst of 2013? Yeah, yeah. sure. Let's let's actually get mad. Yeah, let's get mad. All right. Well, Brian Gill, I'm going to ask you first, do you have any honorable mentions that didn't make your your worst of list? Because I, I, you know, I told you guys to do the bottom five. Yeah. uh, But there were so many bad movies this year. It was hard for me to narrow it down to five. Uh, for my worst well, my, of. My, I had to have honorable mentions because my entire bottom five is now you see me. <laughs> You're that's that's actually pretty clever. I didn't say you couldn't do that. So <laughs> each time you watched it, you hated it more than anything <laughs> yeah. else. Gosh, I like to think you watched it five times. That makes me really happy. It makes me really sad. <laughs> You're always one to find loopholes, Richard. That's what I love about you. But <laughs> um, Brian Gill, you want to kick us yeah. off? Give us a. Sure. Uh, you want to give us your whole list, or you want to go individually? However, you want to do it. What do you, you're the leader. I think let's do. Uh, let's do individually. Go with number five, and we'll just right. Richard and I will will give hilarious comments as you're Sweet. going down your list. 
so number five on my list i don't think any of y'all saw this and good for y'all uh is only god forgives with uh ryan gosling i didn't see this no i didn't uh really worst uh, worst of the year list i hated it um it makes it has there's no point it has absolutely nothing to say there's nothing that happens in the movie it's just uh you know, I, I love Drive, and that was the the last uh, collaboration between Gosling and and uh, however you say what's his Nicholas name? Winding what's, Ruffin. Yeah, there you go. That's yeah, I, that's all uh, I say. It. I don't know if that's correct or what, but no, I think that's that, that sounds better than anything I was going to say. So <laughs> no, I love Drive. Drive was my favorite movie of 2011. So uh, I was so <sighs> about this movie, and uh, man, it's terrible. There's nothing happens. I'm glad that I only watched it on Netflix instead of having paid to see it at some point. Um, it's it's terrible, and I've seen it on a couple of best of lists, and I have immediately <laughs> stopped following or paying attention to anybody who who says that. Like it's it's even if you don't think it's one of the five worst movies of the year, you cannot think that this is a good movie. There is nothing that is happening in this movie at all. So. I agree with you, man. I I love Drive. I yeah, really, I know really, not a big fan. Drive was I definitely my Drive. top five of 2011. I'll have to Ooh. go back and look at my list. It wasn't number one. I, I know for both. sure. Moneyball was number one that year for me. I think. Gotcha. Uh, but wow, it's a surprise. I haven't seen that, and I probably won't now. So thanks for the warning. You're I saw welcome. it was on Netflix. So pretty yes, tempting for free to just check right. it out. But probably that's where won't. I watched it, and I just I think I texted you guys. I was like, I'm gonna kill myself. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to to go on after watching this. It's just ugh. It, it, nothing. Nothing. Was positive. Was Gosling good in it? At least he talks. He has like three lines in the whole movie. Yeah. So it's and basically just like Drive. It's like Drive, but with what was the? I, man, I wish I could remember the comparison that I made. But um, it's it's like a it's like a student film with okay. a with a budget. Like nothing. It, Terrence Malick. If Terrence Malick was high and also really depressed and didn't know <laughs> how to make good movie. Like I mean, he was. Yeah. It just floats from scene to scene. Every scene has like this this really bad camera work. Um, just super pretentious in every every aspect. So hated it. So uh, number four, Brian. Uh, number four is going to be Kick Ass Two. Okay. Um, Ooh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's going to be so many that we name that we just forgot. They're just they're so yeah. bad. You totally they totally skip your mind when this thinking of this. This is the first year in a while that I like. I had a hard like I wrote it for my blog. I wrote a top or excuse me a uh, worst of list, bo- top ten or bottom ten, however you want to look at it. And I really struggled. There's probably like fifteen or sixteen movies, which is I think partly just I saw a lot of movies this year. I think that was a big a big part of it. But um, I saw more movies this year than I normally do. Anyway, uh, Chaos Two hated it. Um, very. Any I've said this before, but in a year when it seemed like the popular thing to do was complain about uh the disrespect for human life you know like destruction porn or whatever that we got with man of steel and star trek into darkness and stuff like that people complain about that so much and this movie was so mean-spirited and and cold towards uh towards humanity uh it's it's kind of surprising to me that more people didn't just turn on it immediately anyway i didn't like the first one this one was significantly worse. Um, really bad. Richard, I know when we saw it, I, I texted you and I was like, you have to watch until a certain point because mm-hmm. uh, there was a, a, tr- a just a glorious scene of, uh, of a teenage girl vomiting and, uh, and other things for about three or four minutes. So that, 
that tells you what kind of great film uh, we were in for. Well, if it makes you guys feel any better, our Kick-Ass 2 episode has not even registered on Good. the uh, listenable scale. So uh, don't worry. None of, nobody heard what you guys thought about that movie. Okay. Don't worry. And ho- hopefully it's there bad. will not be a third now since this oh, definitely, was so, so bad. Definitely not. I would yeah. say if it happens, it'll be uh, uh, a January release type thing or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, Brian. Uh, the aforementioned Now You See Me. Uh, Ooh, number comes three. in number three on my list. I'm sure we'll talk about that plenty when we get to uh, to your, yeah. your list. I almost it. omitted it for mine just because I knew you guys would have <laughs> you your can't. There. You can't. You can't go down it on the record saying that it wasn't one of the one of the top five worst. No, it was as much as we've talked about it. I mean, it deserves at least a top five worst. Oh, uh, totally, totally. So yeah, we'll save that for in a, for a few minutes uh, down the road. But number two. Number two, I think you guys also missed, and I'm I'm happy for you. Uh, the host, the oh yeah, I did miss this. Now fill us in. Yeah, it's uh, it might be the most boring movie I've ever seen, which I did not expect. I didn't expect it to be good at all, obviously. But it was on Netflix. I queued it up. It's really long, which I did not expect. It's like two and a half hours long almost, and nothing happens. It's the same scene over and over and over again, and that scene is not good. So. Oh, uh, I don't know. Obviously, I haven't read this book, so I don't know if the book is any good. Um, but I know that the hey, movie is awful. Okay, I mean, I would, I would assume I not. Said, I've so, said it either, but I'm just saying it's not. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and categorically say it's not good. Yeah. Okay. I, I I agree with that. Yes. Um, I gave it to my little sister like three years ago. I think for like uh for like I gave her like a stack of books for birthday. I just went into the like a uh, teen section and got all the bestsellers. Because yeah. they were all coming out as movies. I was like, you should read these before the movie comes out. She tried to read The Host, she said, and she couldn't understand a word of it. It's terrible. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah. Uh, the, the film is is not any better, I would I would guess. Really bad. Uh, Did you it, see it in a theater? Or? No, it was it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. It's all right. free on Netflix. So. Good. I was about to say, Yeah. I don't know if we can she, do this podcast together anymore. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I think I've said before, funny thing about me is I will, uh, at the end of the year, I will watch pretty much anything that is from that, that year of film that I can get my hands on just because I want my end of year list to be as um, extensive as possible, I guess. So anyway, this, this came up on Netflix Instant and I, I was writing or doing other stuff. I was like, this will be fine to have on. And it's, it's really genuinely terrible. So uh, director Andrew Nichol, who once upon a time did Gattaca. Yeah. Which is a really solid sci-fi movie, and then has done absolutely nothing of not even has done nothing good. Like pretty much, his last two movies are are you're saying ten of the worst movies I've seen. You're saying in time isn't years. a good movie, dude. Yeah. Seriously, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, he did write. He wrote the Truman Show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's he, one of the best screenplays I've ever read. Yeah, good. it's on my shelf. It's great. I, I don't know what happened, but uh, since since Gadiga, it's. What was that? Was Simone? I think is how you say it. The one with Pacino. The like and, her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, AI from O two. Yeah. Right. And Lord of War, which was a complete waste of time, uh, in my opinion. And then, and then, in time, and the host. So things aren't going well, buddy. Um, I don't know that you're ever gonna regain the magic that you had with Gattaca. So uh, anyway, uh, the host is is horrible, and I hope for uh, how do you say that girl's name? Sauri's running. Yeah, Sauri. I hope for her sake that she gets something like Star Wars or something because she's getting um, Avengers so for sure, isn't okay. she? Okay, all right. That's what I thought. Sure. 
No, Star Wars. You're right. You're right. It's Star Wars. I'm thinking of Elizabeth Olsen. She's in Avengers. She's in Grand Budapest Hotel, so maybe that'll turn out well. But uh, she needs to maybe think about her her, uh, choices. She looks like a Wes Anderson character. She does. She does. So uh, hopefully that'll To be honest, if you're her and a Stephanie Meyer thing comes along, you're – you almost be dumb enough to say dumb not to say no because what if that yeah, thing blows up? It's a tough deal, but it did not do well. So uh, it actually—I yeah. mean, I'm not looking at at total numbers, but domestically it lost money. So there was another movie this year. What was it? Beautiful Creatures. Did you guys yeah. see that? No, no, I didn't either. That was another um, another ad- adaptation from a teen novel. Apparently, yeah. it flopped huge too. I think Mortal Instruments was as well. That, Mortal Instruments, yeah. There was a yeah. lot of that. Yeah. yeah, a lot of that this year. A lot of that Everyone's trying to catch looking for the, the next Twilight Hunger Games magic. or Twilight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so you're uh, looking forward to Divergent though in a couple months, right? I like the book. I don't know that the movie is going to look just from the trailers. I I'm nervous about how Twilighty it's going to end up being. So there's that. But the book was really good. Um, surprisingly good for me. So. I've heard they've already greenlit uh, the sequel and the sequel to the sequel for Divergent. Yeah, I'm so. in the process of reading the second one right now, um, and it's 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 fine. I, the first one really surprised me with how good it is, but just watching that trailer makes me kind of nervous um, that we're going to get too much of the sappy romance that I don't I don't care about. All right, so. Richard, you want to take a stab? I'm, I might take a guess at your number one. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, I got it. I know, I know what it is. I know what it is. You it's the Lone Ranger. Yeah, it's Lone Ranger. Correct. That is correct. Um, you know, when I wrote my piece for my blog, I, I said, there. if you just looked at this as, as just a movie, there are probably worse movies this year. Um, I think Now You See Me kind of falls into the same category. There are probably worse movies than Lone Ranger and Now You See Me, but when you take into account um, how much opportunity those movies had, especially The Lone Ranger, you know, with the ridiculous budget and the superstar cast and a director who has made pretty, pretty well-received good movies, uh, big blockbuster movies. And you've got the Disney machine behind it and you've got a good subject, all these sorts of things. And then you drop out that pile of crap. Uh, you're going to get, you're going to get panned, but at least for me, I'm, I'm going to say that you're terrible. That's a terrible movie. So, uh, really an absolute waste of an opportunity um, made us, at least made me, made us, I think you, you guys too, made us all hate Johnny Depp, um, which is sad because he... <laughs> Again, yeah. Yeah. I mean, really, really, I, I, I've been frustrated with Johnny Depp for the last few years and just feel like he's kind of drifting through his career. This made me like, please don't ever be in a movie again. I'm I'm, I'm done. I'm 100% done. Uh, I just, you know, this is a movie that is... I think wants you to think that it's not a terrible movie and that instead of just making a good movie, they made a lazy movie that tries to trick you into thinking it's a good movie. And I, that, that ticks me off. That makes, that's a good way to make me angry or more, more so than just make a bad movie. Like don't make a crappy movie and then tell me that it's good or try to convince me that it's good. Um, so yeah, Lone Ranger is, is number one and, and far and away. So I should, I should mention guys, I did not include, uh, movie, movie 43. 43. Yeah, I was going to ask. I didn't, I didn't finish it. And I, unlike Richard, <laughs> I, I had two or three movies this year that I couldn't, I could not sit through all the way through. And I, I feel like I can't, 
I can't properly judge it without saying, without at least being able to say, well, I, I sat through the whole thing, so I know exactly how it ended and how you know everything went. So that's so, just a. I know. I wish I could be like Richard. I really do. That's what I. No, that really to. just negates Richard's entire list because there's no way <laughs> he stayed through any of his bottom five. No, I, I was. I I stuck it out. You know, I was there through one of them. Yeah, you were there with me. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if you left. We should have just left. <laughs> No, the, like, we executives were yeah. in the screening with us. Like, where are you guys going? Home. <laughs> you, you would have never known Mark Ruffalo was the bad guy. Come on. Yeah. Or the good guy. Or whatever. I don't I don't really know. Um, Nobody no, does, uh, anyway. right? Nobody so does. So Movie 43 didn't make my list just because uh, I couldn't finish it. But let that be a lesson to you because I have never walked out of a movie in a theater before until until Movie 43. So that, that should tell you how, how genuinely terrible it is. Um, I'm sure that would have been number one on this this list of horrible movies um, had I been able to sit all the way through it without throwing up. So uh, there you go. That's that's my list. Uh, okay, Richard, do you want to go next or you want me to? Sure. I'll okay, go, go for it. Okay, number five, Inside Lewin Davis. Shut up. Uh, just <laughs> terrible all the way through. <laughs> Who cares? Are you reading list. the Academy's list or are you reading your yeah. list? I'm just <laughs> – sorry. Yeah, how many – Oscar nominations did it have? Okay, point proven. Because um, as Lone many Ranger as the Lone had, Ranger, yeah, yeah, Lone Ranger had two. No, but number five, one more than Jackass, Bad Grandpa. So, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, my no, you're fine. My number five worst movie of the year is The Counselor. Ooh, oh yeah. oh yeah. This was on my list too. It was an honorable mention, bottom five. But yeah. so Top. let's talk about it now. It will probably won't come up later. So okay, bottom bottom ten for me as well. So. Man, you know, um, let me let me let me pull this up now. Let me pull up my my best best picture prediction list. I'm pretty sure it was on there. Um, I haven't compared it since the nominations actually came out, but I know that the counselor was on there because you know by the trailer, by the stars, by Ridley Scott, you know, Cormac McCarthy, so much potential, so much yeah. wasted. Uh, opportunity there. It's so disappointing. Wow, Richard, you were. I think you might have been more excited about this one than than the rest of us were. If, I, if memory serves, I think you're correct. I think you're correct. Yeah. No. Did yeah. Did you say was, it was uh, going to be bad? I don't know. I don't know if you did. I can't remember. No, I thought it was going to be good. So yeah, you're uh, you're right. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It it was just everything about it was bad. The script was bad. The acting was terrible. It was confusingly directed. It looked bad. There's nothing good about this movie, right? Great. I want to see the original cut with uh, with Cameron Diaz's accent. Yeah. Apparently, she filmed the movie, and her accent that she chose was like Bar- Barbados or yeah. something. And it was so obnoxious that Ridley Scott made her come back and re-dialogue the entire movie. <laughs> but it pops up every once in a while, and it's still bad. Even yeah. the even the ADR that she did to replace the stuff. Is bad. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh man. I'm excited. You know what? Movies that there. movies that fail like that, they should just uh, release like the original cut because yeah. no one's ever going to think it's good. So just show show us the cutting room floor version of it and yeah. let us make fun of it at least, please. Yeah, I'll give us that. that. My number four, number four worst movie of the year. Ken, I'm sorry, this is going to disappoint you. Evil Dead. Wow. Okay, the, the one movie I refuse doesn't disappoint to see. me. I know, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of horror, so I can't. Yeah, you can't really sympathize. I can't. 
But the horror fans <laughs> who listen to this, yeah, they probably liked. They it. probably liked it. They like a good tree reveal. It has remained <laughs> remained one of our one of our most popular episodes too. So that's good. That's yeah. good. Good for that. That's good. There, there was. Uh, it might have made my my list, Richard, but there are just too many bad movies. Like I can't, I can't justify putting that one over some of the ones that are on on my list. So yeah, I'm not going to hold it against you. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Like the like the tree, you're just gonna hold me again. Can I, number three, and that was in the original too. Let's be clear, it was even. It was. It's even worse in the original. Ugh. But go ahead. Okay. My number three is uh, I don't remember what this movie was called called, um, but the Wizard of Oz was involved. <laughs> what was that movie called? I just wrote down the Wizard of Oz. Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, that yeah. one. The one yeah. with Franco. That's my number three. Man, you, that Richard's list is like, let's pick every mediocre movie and put it on the worst. <laughs> hey, I, that was one of our best episodes, though, because we just oh, got totally. to Richard go crazy. He was so angry about that. It was so bad. History will be on my side. You'll see. <laughs> okay. When the sequel Number- gets uh, comes out, we'll see. <laughs> Number two, The Lone Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the number one worst movie of the year. Is twelve years a slave? <laughs> Sorry, I just don't know. Uh, just don't uh, get it. <laughs> I don't get it. No, it's now you see me easily. Easily slips up there. Not even close. Now, specifically, Richard, mm-hmm. why did it make number one above um, above all? Just the uh, other than the fact that the acting was terrible, the direction was absolutely incomprehensible, the script was obvious. Um, it was a movie about magic where no magic tricks took place and everything was done with camera tricks. It was gaudy. Everyone seemed like they were doing a cash grab. And other than that, great movie. <laughs> but uh, those those hampered it. Can't what? Yeah. yeah what? Any thoughts? Uh, we'll talk about it when I do my list. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, so here we go. I'm gonna go over some of my honorable mentions. Uh, just so, just so I can get it out. Number ten was the counselor for me. Yeah. Um, number nine was movie forty three, which I haven't even seen, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure, pretty sure it's one of the top ten worst movies of the year, <laughs> according to Brian Gill. Yeah, yeah. Um, never walked out of a movie before, guys. Literally, I'm I literally haven't never, my whole life. Yeah, my whole life never walked out. I made it. Hey, Brian, how good did it feel? Felt pretty good, didn't it? Uh, I, I, yeah. I will, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'm just going to let it go there. Yeah, I've, I've got a terrible joke, but I'll just, you know, I'll say <laughs> it's fine. Um, okay, number eight on my list was <laughs> was <laughs> was Jobs starring Ashton Kutcher. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Richard, did you see that? Nope. I saw it, Kent. I'm with you, dude. That was a horrible movie. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, no disrespect to Mr. Jobs because if or you're Mr. Kuchar. or Mr. Kuchar, <laughs> sure. Uh, because I'm the biggest Steve Jobs fan on the planet. Uh, but uh, this this did not help Mr. Jobs' rep. If anything, this hurt Steve Jobs' reputation. There are How people that probably Steve hate Steve happen? Jobs now because of Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I and do. that's what makes me mad. Yeah. How did his estate let this happen? I don't. Yeah. I don't I understand mean, either. Oof, it's because oof. the original. I mean, his official biography's been is with Sony, so his estate's only worried about the official official thing. 
Um, they've pretty much written off this this Jobs movie. It sucks that this one had to come out first. I disagree. Why? Uh, because it'll it'll it came out and it'll be forgotten by the time um, uh, Mr. Sorkin's uh, version comes out, which the script is complete by the way and has been turned in. I wonder uh, who they'll cast. I don't know. That's that's a good Filter question. Valderrama, maybe. Dover <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> Grace. <laughs> I don't, do Danny Masterson. This? Yeah, there you go. That's who Hyde. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Kurtwood Smith can play old Steve Jobs. <laughs> nice, uh, but man, it was it was just very bad. I mean, I'm a huge, like I said, a huge Apple fan, and just it made me hate Apple. Yeah. Um, Josh well, Gad was fine in it. He's good. He's good in everything, though. It's not his yeah, fault. Totally. It, it was so weird, though. Like, I expected I was going to hate it just because of, well, not hate it, but, like, obviously we thought, man, Ashley Kutcher, that's going to be terrible. But, like, the movie itself is just brutal. Like, the way it jumps from uh, from scene to scene, you know, part of his life to another part of his life was just almost unbearable. It so, opens it with... Elab- maybe it was an elaborate punk. <laughs> it opens with um, with Ashton Kutcher introing the iPod. And yeah. he's in like old makeup, <laughs> and that's the first scene of the movie. You're like, oh jeez, <laughs> what am I doing? So bad. There were people I saw it in the theater. Believe it or not, I bought a ticket to see your next, uh, which is a pretty good slasher flick, and saw Jobs. Walked into Jobs right after, and there were people in there that were like, that loved it, and I was just so angry. Um, but you know. There's there's dumb people everywhere, I guess. Uh, let me yeah. go. Let me go ahead on my guys. There's a lot of movies you guys didn't mention that are oh, horrible. Plenty of bad movies this year. Number seven sure. is GI Joe Retaliation. Yeah, that was top ten. Yeah, <laughs> that was horrific. the The soundtrack is what what most offended me about. That's what still like when I think about seeing that in the theater. I was like, God, it just assaulted my eardrums the entire time. <laughs> it was a guitar straight. Straight out of 1984. It was just awful. Um, number six. <laughs> oh, man. Rest in Peace Department. Oh, yeah. Oh, Starring Jeff Bridges. Yeah. I, I thought that would make Richard's list for sure. That was in my top ten as well. Bottom ten, whatever you want to say. I didn't see enough of it. <laughs> yeah. I got the movie 43 from you. Yeah. Like, I have to at least see half of it. I think I only made about... 20 minutes in the, in the movie 43, I mean, into uh, R.I.P.D. And that could plus, go down as, like, the most pointless movie ever made. Like there's, yeah, yeah. there's literally no reason for that to be, to even, like, exist at all. Hey, Brian, you know what's great is combined, I've probably left about, hmm, close to three hours of Ryan Reynolds' movie on the screen <laughs> by walking out. Like if you add them all together, yeah. I'm looking Ryan it up Reynolds. right now. I'm gonna find the last thing Ryan Reynolds did that was decent because I can't think of it. Uh, Two guys, he... a girl, in a pizza place. <laughs> he was in that. Yeah, yeah he was, uh, I don't, I don't he remember. Was the girl, actually. I haven't watched that show in a decade, so I don't remember. <laughs> yep, it's it's Ryan Reynolds. Uh, the last thing that was decent was uh, he was in Turbo. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, Safe House was that any good? I like Safe House, but critics did not. The Change Up, terrible. Um, Green Lantern, Proposal. of course. Proposal, maybe. Proposal, Some people like that. I did. I never saw it, but people liked it, right? You know what? It's really good in is uh, is Buried. Um, yeah, that yeah. is a good movie. Actually, that was, that was a strong 
strong choice. He was uh, he was great in his one second cameo in Ted. That was really funny. <laughs> sure. Is that sarcasm? Yeah. No, he no seriously. He, <laughs> yeah, no, really he funny, was good. But he, he's only in that. He movie is for good. Like he just seconds. what the heck, man? Do some do some good stuff. That's all we need. Um, man, good advice. Do some good <laughs> stuff. You would think it'd be easy. Do good movies. He but he, he did like, R.I.P.D., so yeah. I can't forgive him. He, he clearly has some, no judgment. He needs to do some, like, independent stuff. Like, uh, he's pretty, He's good in Adventureland. Um, he was good in uh, Paper Man. I mean, like, do, do a couple of these little small things. Get in Sundance. Yeah. Stuff like that. I and can then, see him, like, playing the Sam Rockwell ro- role yeah, from the way, yeah. way back. But, like, totally. only 80% is good, but he could, like, kind of do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, do do a couple of small things, and then then we'll, we'll accept you back into as like the third lead in a bigger movie. I think is is best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, number five for me was Kick Ass Two. Yeah. Uh, which we've talked about, just horrible. Uh, number four is The Lone Ranger, uh, also horrible. Um, the the mo- next movie Johnny Depp is doing is called Transcendence. Yeah. Which is actually supposed to be pretty good. I've heard it was a blacklisted script for a long time. Yeah. Um, so that's good. And it's Wally they, Fister or whatever his name is. Yeah. Too. Right. And the um, plot line is a terminally ill scientist downloads his mind into a computer, and this grant him grants him power beyond his wildest dreams. It's weird that the computer has white face paint, though. <laughs> it is strange. Yeah. It's crazy. That's a, that's a weird choice. If you thought the days of Johnny Depp white face, white face paint were over, uh, Alice in Wonderland 2 is coming out, so we'll have at least two and a half more hours of white face paint Johnny Depp. I I hope we've had a falling out and this podcast doesn't exist by that point. That's that's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Brian. Thanks, man. Real nice thing to say. Don't get your hopes up. I've been wishing that for months. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Let me move on before we get on the tangent. Uh, Number three. Uh, this one was bad. I'm I'm surprised none of you guys saw this. The internship. Oh man. <laughs> Starring Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Uh, this is the one you guys need to need to get on a red box or something. Uh, nope. Just to laugh at. <laughs> you have to see this, guys. As fans of I'm comedy, you have to see how bad this movie is. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Sorry. You went to a screening of this, didn't you? For free. Like, yeah. yeah, the only yeah. way I would see it is if I saw it for free. Yeah. And uh, it was worth less than free. It was worth <laughs> them paying me to see it, which didn't happen, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, number two on my worst of 2013, Now You See Me. Oh, I'm excited to know what number one is then. That's, it's, uh, that's surprising. Yeah. Um, we've talked. In, in, in Now You See Me's defense. We haven't talked Let about Brian, any Yeah, Brian, you can be the one to defend it. Go ahead. That one. No, I'm just saying, I mean, it certainly spawned some conversation. We have, we have listeners who send us emails if we didn't talk about Now You See Me in an episode. Yeah. I think it happened twice. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it got us talking. So uh, maybe that was its, its, its entire point, you know? Have we thought about that? I mean, maybe it's a genius movie and we're just uh, – no, I'm just kidding. I, I have nothing else. It's a great trick. It's an illusion. Right, I just man, I cannot wait for now for the now you see me two episode. <laughs> it's really coming out now you see me two. Uh, the um the director uh, Louis Letier, who is directing the second one too, 
Yeah, I mean, you have, was, he has to. I mean, to yeah. lose context otherwise. Somebody was interviewing him about it, asking him how far along it is. He's like, well, we've got the script done. Um, we've got all the plot twists figured out. So, you know, when you go into a movie saying that you're going to have plot twists in it, you know, that means <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Jeez. Um, they don't come along naturally, you know, and just shoehorn some plot twists in there. I'm sure that's going to be awesome. I don't think I don't think a lot of the originals will come back though. I'd be surprised if Harrelson comes back. Yeah, very surprised at this point. You're in better history. than this, buddy. Yeah. You're an American treasure. Seriously, three or four more of these, and we're gonna take your jacket away. Seriously, we can't do that. Yeah, we have that power because we made this up. We'll give McConaughey your jacket. <laughs> All right, guys, you guys ready for my number one? I'm, I'm still, and I'm sure you guys one. forgot about this one, or it would have been on your list. My choice for the worst film of 2013 is Carrie. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was in my top ten. I think that was number six on my list, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, really bad. Really there is bad. not one um, frame of this movie that's watchable. Like, literally. It was just just unbearable on every level. Every Julianne Moore was annoying, which I don't find her annoying very much. And she yeah. was... Please get off the screen and let me watch Chloe Grace Moretz. <laughs> tough like, year for Chloe Grace. Oh, yeah. tough, tough, tough. Yeah, She's she was terrible too in this. I mean, let, let's not let's not pretend oh, like she was. She was. I mean, she had nothing to work with, so she has that in her favor. But she was awful in this movie. Just ugh, yeah, terrible. Well, let's see what else. What, what's Chloe Grace Moretz got coming coming down the pipeline? If I stay. It's her next movie. Uh, she's the star, so that probably means it's bad. Um, Dark Places, 2014, uh, with Nick Holt, Charlie Theron, Christina Hendricks. That might be good. Plotline, a woman who survived the brutal killing of her family as a child is forced to confront the events of that day by a secret society obsessed with solving crimes. Um, maybe potential there. What's it called again? Dark Places? Uh, the Equalizer coming out. She's like, got four movies coming I, out in 2014. I think I have two reasons I want to see it. Yeah. Um, what What else? Oh, yeah, we've got... Yay. we got one called The Equalizer with Denzel coming out this year. Antoine Fuqua, director. Yeah. So That's based on the old, the old uh, TV show, The Equalizer. Okay. And uh, one more called Sils Maria. And it's got Kristen Stewart in it. So, oh, so it'll be great. That'll yeah. be awesome. Look forward to that. Uh, plot unknown at this point. Which oh, okay. I prefer it to stay that way. <laughs> oh, so there you have it. That's that's the worst of the worst, man. Is there anything glaring that we left out that you guys can think of? Uh, uh, the Die Hard movie, probably. Sure, I didn't see that. Yeah, mentioned at some point. Yeah, uh, that was pretty pretty bad. Um, jeez, I saw On the Road, which I actively despised. What's um, that? I didn't. I don't know about that. It's it's the one that's based on the the Jack Kerouac novel, the uh, you know, famous uh, Beat Generation uh, novel. And probably the novel is not that great. I, t- I think I texted Richard about it because I've never. I'm I'm not a big fan of that whole. Stuff, you know, all that, the, the Beat Generation stuff, and I, I asked Richard if the book is any good, and 
we had a discussion about it offline. But it, the movie is unwatchable. It took me three days to watch it. Seriously, I mean, it was, it was it's really bad. It's unwatchable, um, and you still took three days out of your life to look, watch it. I try my best to get through it. <laughs> you do I get through. I really do. I care about listening. You know what's funny about it? Uh, Garrett Hudlin plays kind of the same character that he does in Inside Lewin Davis, except he talks more in On the Road. And I found him insufferable in, in On the Road, whereas I thought he was a, just a fantastic part of, uh, of Inside Lewin Davis. So that, I don't know, strange, strange year for, uh, for him. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Let's, let's do Most Disappointing. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off. My Most Disappointing film of, of 2013 is uh, Man of Steel. Oh, you stole mine, Kent. Uh, I don't have to do Man of Steel. There's a lot of disappointing movies, but... Um, okay, Richard, yours was Man of Steel. I'll do another... Dis- I have a couple that are disappointing that I can mention. Um, but no, yeah. Uh, let's talk about it, Richard. What, what did, okay. Why didn't you like... What was disappointing about it? We, well, I, I think just, we went on the record saying it was our favorite Superman movie, um, maybe, ever. But it's, it's still just, disappointing, because of the potential. The, yeah, and the more you think about it, the worse it gets... Yep. The the last act is t- just absolutely awful, um, and the trailer was so good. That's why it was so disappointing. The trailer right. was uh, was really a whoever edited the trailer should direct the next one. <laughs> yes. Um, but so that's that's Man of Steel is my my least my most disappointing movie of the year. Just because, based on because like it was what it was a whirlwind. Like I wasn't excited. Don't care that much about Superman. Don't care that much about Zack Snyder. And then I saw that trailer and I was like, "Oh!" And yeah, all the kind yeah. of the the Nolan hype behind it all. And uh, and then and then I saw it. and I was like, "Whoa!" That was what I should have listened. Should have trusted my gut. Yeah, so um, just disappointing. Clearly, clearly the Warner Brothers executives didn't see it because <laughs> they they want Zack Snyder to do the next one. And we didn't mention hey. this on movie news. Batman Superman has been pushed oh, yeah. to 2016. Oh, yeah. thank the Lord. Yeah, one last thing that we have to say. Yeah. yeah. And, and better, better in the, once again, better in the odds that, that we won't have to talk about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> no hope for the future at all, Brian Gill. <laughs> giving up on life as we know it. Um, that, was my, that was my most disappointing. Another one I'll mention since you already did that. Iron Man 3 disappointed me. Just because I was, I'm Iron Man is my favorite character, uh, superhero character, um, and it's Iron Man three is easily my least favorite Iron Man movie probably, uh, okay. so that's why it's it's um, disappointing to me because I wanted it to be number one with uh, who who directed it? What's his name? Shane Black. Shane Black. Yes. Um, man, I had hope. I had high high hopes. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, I'll watch it, but it's. Um, wasn't as good as I had anticipated. I, I thought it would at the end of the summer would be my number one. I was hoping, but that didn't happen. Um, I don't think I don't remember. But yeah, that was disappointing. Ryan, what's your most disappointing movie of of twenty thirteen? Uh, mine also would have been Man of Steel for sure. Since you guys uh, brought that up already, and and I, by the way, I, I I'm with you, Rich. I dislike that more and more the the further away from it I get. I I think I gave it a B when it came out, and when I was making my list. Uh, this this weekend, I knocked it down to like a C or C yeah, plus. I That's really I actively, I, I really don't like that movie at this at this point, and I'm very disappointed by it. The Counselor also was one that yeah. I I was looking forward to just based on cast and director, and that didn't turn out well. I'm gonna go with Elysium as my uh, my number one most disappointing movie. Um, 
I it wasn't bad at all, and and I liked Damon in it. Um, there was parts of it that I liked. That third act was really bad. The I don't Jodie Foster was terrible in the, in that movie. And the more I think about it, the less I like her part of it, and the the structure of the world um, just kind of left a lot to be desired. So. I you know I, it's it's a B for me, but I really thought Elysium was going to be uh you know one of the best movies of kind of like what you were saying about Iron Man, kid. Iron Man three disappointed me, but only because of the last fifteen minutes. Um, mm. The rest of the movie I, I still think is really good, and I've rewatched it recently, and I I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of good parts. Um, I just it just gets it, it just got completely out of control in the last fifteen minutes. You're talking about Elysium. Uh, Still? No, uh, Iron Man three. Iron Man three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. But I was saying, yeah, Elysium. So Elysium was more disappointing to me. Um, I don't. I don't think I'll ever watch that movie again. And I was really stoked about it uh, coming out. Like that just seemed like something that was going to be right on my alley. So anyway, that's. I think that Man of Steel definitely was number one. But if I, if it could have, it could Elysium could have and should have been the surprise hit of the summer. It's sure. like it came out like first week of August. Everyone's sick and tired of the Lone Ranger and destruction porn in all the movies we got last summer. Right. It, right. it was perfect opportunity for Elysium to sneak up and be a huge success. Right. Um, and I had so much hope for Blomkamp. He just didn't do anything original, really, uh, that I hadn't seen in District 9. I mean, he, he, got, he took us in outer space this time, which I appreciate. Sure. But um, the Earth stuff was very recycled, I felt. Yeah. So, and I do, I did like Elysium, and I will watch it again, but it was not near uh, as good as I had hoped. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ziprecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. 
Uh, you guys want to do most surprising? Uh, I'll do um, my choice for most surprising is World War Z. Okay. Didn't expect this to be watchable whatsoever. No. Yeah, totally. Um, and I, I really did did enjoy it. I haven't watched it since since it came back out on on DVD or Blu-ray. Have you guys gotten a chance to go back and watch it? I haven't rewatched it. Uh, I've, I've thought about it a couple times, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% with you. This is probably one of my top two choices for surprising. I, I think we all thought it was going to be very bad. And I think I was even harsher on it than, than you two were just because I really love the book. And uh, I, I genuinely expected this to be a, a complete flop, obviously, given our discussion at that time of, uh, you know, how poorly it was going to do at the box office and whatnot. So. Yeah, huge surprise that it turned out to be – even if it had turned out to be like just an okay movie, it would have been a surprise I think. And I actually think it's it's a, it's a very solid movie. Yeah. Um, Brian, what's your choice for most uh, surprising? World War Z probably would have been uh, number one or two on the list. But, uh, my, man, I, I was very, very surprised by Frozen, which I'm going to talk about more in a, in a little bit when we okay. do our top ten. But um, – yeah, the, it's kind of the opposite of Man of Steel. The trailers were so bad that I thought we're, you know, this is like Disney regressing away from uh, Tangled and Wreck-It Ralph and, and kind of drifting back into junk. Uh, but man, it was, it was really good. Like I said, I'm going to talk about it more in a second, but I was I was highly surprised by uh, how strong the, the movie is overall. So Frozen would, would, uh, would be my choice there. I still haven't seen Frozen. Yeah, I don't know how well it's going to appeal to, you know, 25 male, you know, single males. Um, you enjoyed but, uh, it. I did. <laughs> but I'm an old man and I'm, yeah. you know, that's cause, and I and I I watch a lot of and I I watch a lot of Disney movies and things like that. So I I've, I've always been a a fan of a good animated movie even if it's not Pixar. So it was you know, I'm not saying you're not going I'm not saying don't go see it. I'm just saying I don't know that it's going to appeal to that uh demographic but uh sure. i really liked it a lot sure it's uh it's not that i don't want to it's just that i haven't yet but everyone sure. i know literally every person i've met in my life has seen it except me <laughs> so sure. um pretty disappointing that i haven't uh, made time for it yet uh but richard what's your choice for a most surprising movie oh, the most surprising movie which i'll talk about more uh, in a little bit was just a movie that i don't know if you was really on any of our radar and then uh just kind of want to see it because some people that we liked read it, but it's going to be the way, way back. Nice. That almost made mine, but I knew one of you guys would, would put it there. Um, well, yeah, definitely surprising. Uh, definitely got over like a little overshadowed this year for award season. And, um, didn't, I couldn't believe Allison Janney wasn't talked about more. I didn't think yeah. Rockwell had a chance. I didn't think it had, I thought I had a yeah. dark horse chance at best picture. Um, like a number 10, but yeah. um, if, like, it, say, if Janie and Rockwell had both gotten nominations, but it's just like the fall came around and just took a dump on the entire first two thirds yeah. of 2013, yeah. uh, as far as the Oscar movies go. Uh, but man, that was a. I've rewatched that a couple days ago, and I just, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. We'll talk about it more here in a second, I'm sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, but guys, hey, let's- D- Dallas Buyers Club also very surprising for sure. me. I thought I think we all thought it wasn't going to be as um, enjoyable as it was, as fun as it was. Yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, let's do our top tens, guys. Do you want to do go down the list, or you want to say the whole list uh, 
at once and save number one or what? I think we should do. Um, I'll just I'll just start at number ten, and you guys stop me if you, okay. if you have any comments. Okay. Uh, so, man, I just want to reiterate uh, before we dive right into our our best of list how hard it was for me to come up with this list and rank yeah. especially. Yeah. Um, I know other podcasts that I've heard that don't rank their top movies of the year, which I think is ridiculous because you can't <laughs> even freaking rank a movie above another one. Why are you doing a movie podcast uh, to begin with? So um, I'm going to rank mine. Um, some of these are probably not on y'all's list, guys, and some of these we ha- didn't do episodes on. Um, but when it when it's all said and done, man, these, these are some of my favorite movies uh, of the year. I'm going to go honorable mentions uh, the way, way back. Okay, and um, a movie called The Grandmaster, okay. which is a foreign movie, a kind, kind of a, a kung fu movie uh, that actually did got a couple of Oscar nominations. It got like cinematography, um, I think editing maybe, and it's just beautifully shot, incredibly well done. Probably the most awesome like fighting uh, uh, kung fu movie uh, that I've seen. You know, have you seen The Raid? You guys ever see that? Yeah, yeah. The raid was unbelievable. Sure. Um, And this was, you know, it's like black and it's like really low uh, saturation, almost black and white. And it's like a lot of it's a lot of the scenes are in the rain. And if anyone knows anything about kung fu, kung fu in the rain is awesome. Uh, So, (laughs) dude, check out the Grandmaster. Um, Is it uh, is it dubbed or is it? uh, uh, It is subtitled. The the version I saw was subtitled. I'm sure there's a dub version out now. If you if you rent it or something, but man. Grandmaster, check it out. Sweet. And uh, another one, The Conjuring, which is a, a um, really, really probably the best horror movie of the year. Made my honorable mentions. Um, really good cast, solid cast. I, I enjoy uh, Ron Livingston was in it, and oh, cool. Patrick Wilson as well. Always good to see those dudes. Um, yeah, so- I heard that that movie. I mean, I don't watch any scary movies, and that one, like in the month leading up to its release, I was just it. <laughs> If I was watching Sports Center late at night and that trailer came on, I was like, "Well, great! Now I'm going to be up for another three hours." Just the trailer terrified yeah. me. So, oh, it's um, it's definitely a, a scary movie. It's yeah, one of the scariest yeah. movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. So if you're into that sort of stuff, um, definitely check out The Conjuring if you haven't already. Um, so I'm going to go number ten on my list of the best films of 2013. Number ten, a documentary called Sound City. Yeah. Easily one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, maybe um, this movie is about a recording studio um, that was in, in business big time uh, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Um, and just countless number of records were recorded there. Tom Petty, uh, Pat Benatar, Nirvana, uh, Rage Against the Machine, the list goes on. And Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters Nirvana directed it. And it's just an amazing um, documentary about the process of creating music, um, how a room can affect a record um, and shoot it up the charts. It's a, it's a absolutely – it's 100% a Rotten Tomatoes, I believe. I mean yeah. there's no – no one I've, I've met or seen can say anything bad about this this documentary. Great movie. It's, it it's awesome. I've, I've watched it like two or three times since, uh, since it came out on demand. It was released on demand. I don't think it was in, in theaters at all, but I wrote a – I did a paper on it this past year. I, I just, I'm just all in on this documentary. So Sound City, check oh. that one out. SoundCityMovie.com, I believe. 
Yeah, such a cool movie. If you're all into that, you know the the rock scene or whatever, you you've got to check this out. Like this is a must must see. Did it this make is y'all probably worse? my favorite. I didn't include it on mine because I I. But you I, did there consider were so it? many good movies this year. I didn't consider documentaries just because there was you know there were so many other movies that I wanted to get out there, and I knew it would be on your list as well. So. Um, yeah, th- this is probably my favorite documentary since uh, It Might Get Loud in 2009, which was yeah. my, my favorite movie of the, of the year uh, all around that, that year. Another good, another good flick, It Might Get Loud. Awesome. Uh, number nine on my top ten of the year. This might surprise you all. Pacific Rim. Okay. Um, I think like Pacific Rim is going to go down. Like People are going to look back or you know, like 20 years from now. Or I don't know, thirty, forty years from now, there, there's gonna be like the hottest directors in Hollywood are gonna be like, man, I just remember going to the theater, seeing Pacific Rim, with my with my parents, and I was just all in. I all I wanted to do was make movies. You know, it's like it feels like one of those um, cult phenom- like cult classics that really sure. uh, speaks to people who understand filmmaking. And I don't understand why it didn't even get a nomination for Best Visual Effects. It literally melted my, melted my brain when I saw that. Mm. Um, like, just watch the Blu-ray. Watch how they made this movie. It's truly, truly, truly remarkable, uh, the effects in this film. I'm not saying it's not the best storyline, not the best acting, but as far as a popcorn flick yeah, with robots fighting giant monsters, like, you can't get any better. Yeah. Than this. Tons, tons of fun. Tons just, just of fun. Just a straight up fun movie. Yeah, it's a movie that I literally like want to watch all the time. Like if I was watching Pacific Rim right now, I'd I'd honestly rather be doing that than doing this podcast with y'all. <laughs> but um, I have priorities. Um, so I don't think that made y'all's list, but no, I, I had to include that. I I knew like five years from now I'd look back and I can't believe Pacific Rim wasn't on my top <laughs> movies of that year. Um, so number eight, uh, World's End. Yeah, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. So I'll save that. I'm sure that made y'all's list. Uh, number seven for me, Nebraska. Okay. Which man, this this was the one that could have been on my top five. It was the one that I wanted to put in the top five, but there, the 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 films I put ahead of it, I, I really really think are better. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it here uh, more when Richard um, gets the forte conversation rolling. Uh, <laughs> number six is Nebraska was one that did, uh, sorry I didn't mean to jump yeah. in. Uh, Nebraska got better to me the longer it's kind of the opposite of some of these other movies that we talked about that were disappointing like the more I thought about Nebraska the you know a week or two later I was still considering it it got better for me uh, as as it went you know as, as I got away from it me too me usually too, is the exact opposite so yeah the more I think about it the more I like it yeah. and that's why it made it so hard for me to put it at number seven on this list um number six this also might surprise y'all uh inside lewin davis okay I'm narrowly missed my top five yeah but man i'm just, like i said there's just too many good movies um i'm sure it made y'all's list um so i'll skip that number five here we go uh number five movie for me is rush okay which i did i um richard and i went to a screening of this uh, about yeah. a month before it came out, and and really really enjoyed it. The um, one good screening experience you had, I think. Yeah. To- <laughs> it was the only good screening experience I had this year. Um, but I watched it again, and liked it probably ten times more the second time. Okay. Um, 
just immensely rewatchable. Uh, Daniel Brühl's performance is out of this world good. Um, definitely an underdog um, at the Globes and stuff. I'm really disappointed he didn't pull out you know any awards for his performance. At least they, he got some nominations though. Um, really disappointed Rush didn't get a Best Picture nominee nomination. Yeah. I, that blows my mind. Can't believe they forgot that. about it, man. It got it to. got swallowed up by all these other the other movies that came later. It, I think if that if if Rush got released in November instead of late September, it's probably going to get a couple of th- a couple of nominations at least. Um, as far instead, as like movies that everybody can enjoy, mm-hmm, I mean, not yep. everybody, every adult can enjoy. Yep. Clearly, yep. clearly, Rush was in the top ten of the year. I just yep. don't. Uh, we uh, we'll we'll have our Oscar episode um, right after the Oscars, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk a lot about the Academy and their processes. But just truly, truly disappointing that they couldn't recognize Rush, yeah, um, because it was great. Uh, so number four is for me is The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Uh, number three, Gravity. Number two, Her. Okay. And my number one film of. 2013 is American Hustle. Okay. So I think you can see 12 Years a Slave didn't make my list. Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, Hard for me to... And I think I've reiterated this on a a past episode. There's a difference between the best movies of the year and my favorite movies. And I'm talking about my favorite movies here, and I think think we all are too. use the same watch. Even though we're titling it as the best movies of the year. Um... So, I omitted uh, 12 Years a Slave as well. Because of that, uh, yeah. The yeah, same thing, yeah. I mean, just yeah, great thing. movie. I just It's a masterpiece. What can I say? But um, yeah. it's not one that I'm going to be like, hey, kids, gather around. Yeah. Sit on, sit on Grandpa's lap and let's watch 12 Years a Slave. Uh, yeah, definitely um, is, is an amazing movie. And I do feel very guilty for not putting it on my top ten. Because <laughs> clearly it's probably the best movie of the year, if not top three. So – um, who wants to volunteer to go next, Brian? Sure. Uh, you, I, I've got a couple that are going to cross over. I think I, uh, three or four, anyway. This is what I like. Um, I like it when we don't have the same movies. Yeah, no, 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 totally. And and mine is I, I wrote my wrote my top ten for my blog. Uh, I don't know a week or two ago, and and it's changed since then. It, it's a it's a fluid list for me. Always, yeah, I was going to say always. you were brave for. Releasing your top ten before you saw like her and you know <laughs> I just I feel like there's you know like we talked about I feel like there's a window for when you got to put those things out and I just I feel like I was up against it so yeah. and I had time to write that week and that's always a you know part of it as well for me um, so I didn't like look this, at your list at all so sweet. I have no clue what you're gonna say so. yeah so this you kind of hit it Kit um, this for me this is not this is not the 10 movies that I would nominate for best picture necessarily. I think there's a crossover here. It's also not my straight up favorites list. Like Anchorman 2 is probably my would definitely be my like number, you know, two or three favorites of the of the year cuz I have very rarely laughed as much as I laughed in that movie. Um but I didn't put it in my top 10 list because it's not really – this is kind of a cross between best and, and favorite. So I just have to like put that disclaimer out there. Uh, anyway, my, my number 10 movie of the year would be The World's End, um, which was – Wow. I thought that would comedy. be higher. Loved it. Hilarious. Uh, I don't love the last like 10 minutes. I, I rewatched it recently. 
Um, I, I bought it on Blu-ray and, and watched it. And, uh, you know, I, I still love the whole movie. I think it's – man, it, I I think it might it be the best. It almost made my top five, man. Yeah, I, I think it. it might be the best of the Cornetto trilogy. Um, but I, I don't love that last five minutes. It kind of has a weird weird ending for me. Sure. Uh, but still, still excellent, nonetheless. Uh, number nine is Dallas Buyers Club, which I mentioned a few minutes ago. I just, I really expected that this was that we were all going to talk about how it was a good movie and it was filled with great performances. I did not expect at all that we were going to all like actually enjoy watching that movie. It's, I really thought it was going to be very similar to like Twelve Years a Slave. Um, yeah, which, as you guys mentioned, is a, is an excellent movie. Never, ever, ever want to watch even one minute of it again. Um, I kind of thought Dallas Buyers Club was going to be the same thing. It wasn't. Really an enjoyable movie despite its subject matter. Um, number eight for me Dark is, Horse for Best Picture, Dallas Buyers Club maybe? I think it, I think McConaughey and Leto will win. I do too. Uh, I think McConaughey is, is winning Best Actor and, and Leto is almost – I think he's almost guaranteed to win supporting – um and yeah i think it i think it's going to resonate pretty well with the voters i don't know when the vote has to go in um but i think it's also going to benefit from uh it'll it'll translate well on a screener compared yeah. to gravity or captain phillips or wolf of wall street even or some of these other movies it's it's going to play the exact same on a screener that it did in in the theater so yeah um that is definitely a bonus for it um, so th- th- there's that. Uh, number eight for me is going to be Frozen, which I talked about a second ago. Just truly wow. delightful. Um, it's hard. It's hard to classify Wreck It Ralph as a Disney movie because it's so Pixarian. Um, so if you if you if you said, "Hey, Wreck It Ralph is technically a Pixar movie," then I would say I think Frozen might be the best Disney movie since like The Lion King or something. Some so one of those. Wow. Golden Age uh, Disney movies. I really liked it, and I like it more uh, the further I get away from it. It's 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 just got a lot of charm, and that's grown on me greatly um, over the last few months. Uh, let's see what's number seven for me is going to be uh, maybe an odd choice, but uh, I'm going to go with the, the Hunger Games: Catching Fire. Ooh, um, I always I forgot about that man. The best blockbuster movie of the year, and I. And I don't even think it's really that close. Star Trek Into Darkness was probably the you know second best, um, but this is a true popcorn blockbuster movie, but done so well. And the direction is excellent. And the, man, they've done just such a great job of casting in this series. It is the complete opposite of you know Twilight or, or any of these other franchises that are that we hate on and we we you know we we feel like they're terrible. It's just it's so refreshing to see. Uh, a, a movie franchise that uh, treats the audience with respect the way yeah. this one this one does, I, and I love it. So, uh, what was that? Number seven. Yep. Number six for me. Um, this is where it got really tough. And I, I should say, I considered twenty two movies for my top ten. What so, were some of your honorable mentions? You never mentioned any of them. Just uh, real fast. Rush. Rush was a tough cutout. Wow. Um, yep. I had it at 11 or 12. I mean, it's just right on the outside. Nebraska, Nebraska and Rush both were in my top 10 when I wrote, um, when I wrote my, uh, my piece for the blog. Um, and I've, you know, other movies have kind of jumped it and, and I watched a couple of movies again and, and enjoyed them more than I did the first time. And anyway, so those jumped, um, 
Her did not make my list, despite how how very Holy good it balls. is. Um, I I just I did not I didn't love the the ending, and I, I came to the point where I felt like it, her is in my top like fifteen for sure. But I came to the point where I I, I came around to I really love the parts with Joaquin Phoenix just talking about life, and I didn't love 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 all the other all the other stuff all the other storylines. Um, so that was a tough omission. Stories we tell was me was right on par with Sound City as far as a great documentary. Um, just really, gave, I, I think I had that as my weekly recommend. Yeah, a few months ago, um, that one was that one was tough to keep off. But I, I just decided to go without without documentaries um, for my list. About time, I really loved About Time, and people yeah. were kind of hating on it, but I I thought that was the best uh, romantic comedy I've, I've seen in, in, I don't know, maybe 20 years. I mean, it's uh, just fantastic little film. So a lot of, yeah. lot of really good, good movies this year that make your top, make my top 10 any other, any other year, I think. Um, anyway, number about six, time would, would probably qualify as my, one of my most surprisings too. I did see sure. it and it was very good. So yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Number six for me is Captain Phillips. Um, the, uh, I think this is the most consistent movie uh, of the year. There's very few peaks until the very last, you know, three or four minutes, but it, it just stays on a constant level throughout the entire thing. And I, I greatly appreciate that. I'm very disappointed that uh, it got hit so hard by the Oscars. I, I thought the director Paul Greengrass might get left out, but there was no way in my mind that I thought Tom Hanks would not get an Oscar nomination for uh for this role. So I'm, I'm very surprised and, and a little bit disappointed by that. Uh, really, really good movie. And I think one that will, I think people will appreciate it more, uh, in five years maybe than they do now. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a great one. Number five for me is Wolf of Wall Street could have easily been the best movie of the year. Definitely the movie that brought the most, um, conversation i loved talking about wolf of wall street i talked about it with you guys obviously on the podcast the two or three other friends that saw it we had really in-depth conversations about the about the film as a whole and um the ethics of the movie and 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 how that you know how that uh works as far as you know what what the the responsibility of the film is uh to a story and things like that so i I just I loved maybe even more than the film itself. I loved the the discussion that this that that movie brought about, and I I stand by my statement that I don't think I don't think uh, Leonardo DiCaprio has ever been better than he is in this movie. So I'm so glad that he got uh, an Oscar nomination for this because I just man I'm I'm was blown away by what he did. Uh, did you hear Jonah Hill made uh, sixty grand to be really? in the movie? That's Incredible! Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Sixty grand. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis is number four for me. Uh, like I said, we talked about it last week, I just feel like this was a movie that was just made specifically for me almost. I, I fell in love with it. I've st- I've been listening to the soundtrack for about 10 days now, comp- almost nonstop. Uh, love this movie. Of all the you know so-called snubs from the Oscar nominations, the, the shutout pretty much on Lewin Davis was the one that, that ticked me off. There's a lot... There's a lot of great acting that wasn't 
uh, acknowledged by the Academy, but I think that's due partly just there were so many great choices. The fact that we only get nine movies nominated for Best Picture and this isn't one of them is is a slap in the face to yeah. me. Like, just make it number ten, and and even if it doesn't win, I don't care. But man, it deserves recognition for sure. I don't think uh, they saw it, man. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't think anyone saw it. That's it's, a, it's weird. Uh, I I don't. The more I think about it, the more I I just I don't understand what the Academy. This seems like a movie that's right up the Academy's alley, so I don't yeah. I don't really understand. But um, man, certainly a, one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. Uh, way way back is number three. I'm Whoa. just so glad that I, I love this movie. It's my this is my favorite movie of the year for sure. There's two others that I think uh, have maybe more cinematic value um, that I'll talk about in a second. But way way back is my favorite movie of the year, and I I have watched it three or four times, um, and I'm still just. I'm still I, – I greatly appreciate the um, – man, I don't even know how to phrase it sometimes, but the painstakingly way they put together this movie to make it enjoyable but to really have some substance and and, and take on a, a subject matter that maybe has been overdone in movies lately. Like, okay, the poor little white kid that doesn't get along or doesn't fit in with everybody, mm-hmm. but uh, just hit it in so many great ways. And Sam Rockwell is so stinking good. Uh, I mean, that was my favorite performance of the year, and it and, and not close was was Sam Rockwell. I just thought he was just magnificent. And I've had I've recommended this movie to like every person that I know in real life, and I've had so many people come back to me and, and talk about how, how much they love the yeah, movie and and how great Sam Rockwell is. So I I feel like. If nothing else, like I'm hopeful that more and more people will take note of him because that guy is awesome, and I don't think the average moviegoer really knows who he is um, with before this movie. So, way way back, number three, number one and two, I went back and forth on for for days, um, and ended up I put Gravity as my number two movie of the year. I <laughs> I still don't know exactly how to feel about it because when I came out, I thought this is the this is one of the ten best movies I've ever seen. The more I've thought, I, I've only seen it the once. I probably want to try and get back in to see it before they're re-releasing um, it. Uh, yeah, during the month. re-release, yeah. I, I think I'm going to have to go out and see it again. I know, I know for a fact this is one of the five best uh, movie-going experiences I've ever had. Um, as a film, without taking into account what a what an incredible experience it is. The script is a little bit weak. Um, there, there are some flaws there for sure, um, and that's that's ultimately why I dropped it to number two. But this, some of the stuff that Quran did with this, I, I mean, we talked about it. Yeah. They had to wait years to be able to film this because they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't do what uh, what what he wanted to do with this movie with the technology that existed three or four years ago. So uh, you're getting things that you're, you're seeing things in this movie that have never been done, and it's. Man, the presentation is just amazing. Um, yep. So, number two for me. Number one, uh, I saw this movie in April. It's, I think, the only movie on the list from the first half of the of the year, uh, and that would be Mud. Um, wow. This is the other movie, along with Way, Way Back, that I've just been trumpeting to everybody. Please, you know, you need to go see this. Because um, I don't think anybody really saw it when it was in theaters, and I've just been encouraging people to go out and see it over and over again. I think that Mud is a lot like um, the Alamo from uh, 2004, I think. The uh, Johnny Lee Hancock, Billy Bob Thornton movie. Um, 
in that I don't think anybody outside of Texas can care about the Alamo. For me, the Alamo is one of my ten favorite movies of all time, but I don't know that you can appreciate it. And in fact, forget I don't know. You can't. I don't. I, I really don't think you can appreciate yeah. the value of the of that movie if you're if you're not from Texas, because who cares about Texas history if you're not a a Texan? Um, this is Mud's a lot like that to me. Um, I think it's a better movie than the Alamo is, so I think you can enjoy it. You can find really good things about it, uh, and I, I did. I was happy to see it make a bunch of top ten lists from, you know, places all over the the country rather than just the South. But if you're from the South, um, I think you can understand this movie and have a greater appreciation for it than uh, than you're going to if you're you know if you're if you live in New York or, or California or something like that, I think that this is a, that mud is a movie that uh, Jeff Nichols is obviously has a great appreciation and understanding of his own culture, but he, yeah. this movie presents it in a way that is very respectful of that culture, which is really not always the case in, in movies. Usually if they go to the South, it's, it's down home Hicks that are, you know, morons and yeah. don't know anything. And, and uh, this man, mud really seems, to, I think gets it on that level and really, I don't know. It, it gave me a greater appreciation for where I'm from. Anyway, uh, I love mud. I don't, I don't know that I can honestly say that it is a better movie than gravity or inside Lewin Davis or Wolf Wall Street or one of those. Um, but when I factor in how, how much I just, uh, it, it made me, uh, it hit me in the feelings, you know, um, I, I've got to put it up higher. And McConaughey is awesome. So yeah. that, that certainly doesn't hurt it. Pretty, pretty um, controversial list you got there, Mister Brian. Go bring it um, on, internet. Noticeably absent from your list, um, my favorite movie of the year, American Hustle. Yeah, you want to know where explain, American Hustle was? For explain me? why you, it didn't make your top ten. Yeah, uh, number twenty-one of the year for me. Wow. Um, the further away I get, the less I like the movie as a whole. I still love the performances. I want Amy Adams and Jennifer Lawrence both to win their categories uh, in the Oscars. Um, I just, I don't, I don't like where the movie ended up. And I just feel like it was such a tease to me. Um, I just, I really, I really wanted that movie to be the best movie of the year. And, and uh, one of the best movies of all time, which is probably an unfair expectation to take into it. But the more I think about it, the more I just feel like I spent two and a half hours being teased. So sure. that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. All right. Well, well a lot of guys pay good money for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good point. Uh, well, the wait is over. Richard Barden. Oh, man. Top 10 movies, 2013. Okay. Please be Riddick. Please have Riddick in there. Oh. <laughs> My honorable mention will be, I just have one, is Anchorman 2. Yeah. Okay. All right, number 10, Star Trek Into Darkness. Wow. Nice. Nice. I love that movie, man. So do I. I really do. And that one was almost on my in my top 10. I booted yeah. it. I needed one summer blockbuster. I booted Pacific Rim for it. Okay. Pacific Makes Rim sense. sort of represents Star Trek also. So. <laughs> my number 9 movie, Inside Lewin Davis, which we've nice. discussed. Solid. Number 8, Dallas Buyers Club. Great Solid. movie. Yeah. Great movie. Number seven, Nebraska. I was okay. number seven too, Richard. Oh, that's two sides, nice. man. <laughs> number six, World's End. Okay. okay. Number five, The Wolf of Wall Street. Same here, buddy. 
Oh, let's make out. Number four, <laughs> Rush. Wow. Okay. You and I were pretty high on Rush, Richard. Yeah. That's pretty we, cool. We liked I'm Rush. glad it made your top five. It was number five for me, so yeah. Number three, The Way Way Back. Nice. Okay. Number two, American Hustle. Okay. And my favorite movie of the year, number one, Her. Okay. Wow. Talk about Her. You guys, you guys talk about her. You liked it more than more than I did. So, yeah. give the listener the reasoning. Well, I mean, as someone who's currently, uh, you know, talking to two very close friends of his, and uh, and while playing Tetris on his phone, right? Uh, you know, there's there's certainly a uh, and carrying on a relationship with Siri. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> no, it's certainly related to the the sort of philosophical treatise that it gives on on uh on technology and our relationship with it uh yeah. i love joaquin phoenix's performance like i i wanted to weep i loved it so much yeah um i i loved it visually i thought it was in a lot of ways every bit as visually beautiful as as gravity um by the way uh, needs to be mentioned. Joaquin didn't get a nomination for best I know. actor. I know. I was off on that. It's all right. That's 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 the most shocking news for me to come out of the um, to come out of the Oscar nominations. Uh, you can make an argument for Tom Hanks, but dude, I've seen Tom Hanks do everything. Um, man, wh- the, the the best actors was uh, nominees are Christian Bale, Bruce Dern, Leo McConaughey, and Chiwetel. Um, Strong cat, strong group there, um, but I would maybe substitute Joaquin for um, Bruce Stern, maybe. Yeah, if it was me, I'd have take out. I would have taken out Dern and Bale and put in Hanks, <sighs> Hanks, and either Phoenix or Oscar Isaac. That would have been my my top six. Okay. Uh, when your- I said that uh, Joaquin would win the Oscar, I meant for next year for Inherit Vice. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I just was. I just mixed up my years. Great. Um, yeah. So I'm putting in that prediction now. Yeah. That's Her okay. is still a dark horse for me for Best Picture, though. It did yeah. get a nomination and screenplay. It won the screenplay at the Globes. Uh, yeah. So that's a pretty good indication. Usually a screenplay award. Uh, didn't Spike Jones didn't get a. Get a director's nomination though. Yeah, this that year was is too, just so loaded because him and yeah, Greengrass so I think both equally got snubbed. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. They both of them were, I think, just impeccably directed. But oh well. Yeah. Um, I'll defend her too as well, Richard. It's um, I I think time will ultimately tell on that one. Like if we can go back in three years and watch it, and it still holds up. You know, even three yeah. years from now. Yeah. I think that'll be the main uh, test, whether it um, stands the test of time. But man, I I love this movie too. Um, it was just gorgeous to me. I mean, yeah. what can I say? Listen to our her episode if you want our full thoughts. But what's your next movie? That was number one. Oh, it was okay. Yep. Was wow. Uh, pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed with your list too, Richard. Noticeably absent from yours, uh, Gravity. Yeah, not was. a top ten. Not a top ten to me. I loved it, but to me, kind of like how Brian, how he decided between it, between number two and number one, it, it was more of an experience, like an ethereal experience to me, mm-hmm. than a movie. And so, yeah. I loved it. 
I just for some reason I didn't re- it didn't really pop in my brain when I was putting up this list, and I thought, well, if it doesn't pop in your brain, it's probably not in your top ten. Yeah, but I, I, I it's if anyone said it num- was number one, I would have no quarrel with that at all. Right, right, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I I didn't put Dallas Buyers Club or or Captain Phillips. Those are two really really didn't register with me uh, when thinking about my list too. Which they then they made y'all's list, so sure. uh, to each his own for sure. But I'm glad we had different lists. I was afraid yeah, we'd come please. into this and be like the exact same stuff, uh, just no. talking about it at length. But I, yeah, I take think that, that mad skills. <laughs> <laughs> take I think that. that again speaks to just how incredibly strong 2013 was. Because I, I mean, sure. really, I, I don't know how many. Diff- I bet we had between the 30 movies that we named. I bet there was what would you say 20 different films, 18, something like that. Like that, I think yeah. that shows how, how strong this year went. And, and none of us, again, brought up like 12 Years a Slave, which is probably the favorite for yeah. Best Picture, you know? so It's such great. a toss-up this year, guys, I'm telling you. I can name a few that probably won't win. I don't think Philomena wins. I don't think Nebraska wins. I don't think Captain Phillips wins. But, but I could see Hustle, 12 Years, Gravity, Wall Street, um, or Dallas Buyers Club winning or her. I, think, I think it's it's 12 years or american hustle i think those are the i i would be shocked if anything else wins honestly not yeah. not i think 50, it's 12 you know. years because i don't think 12 years is going to win much else yeah so yeah. it's going to be like kind of win the uh overall award sure. but hustle win you know some acting awards and things like that yeah so guys i've i've pulled up my list here um i i posted this list on our website um on august 16th and I'd only seen the uh, trailers for a few of these movies and uh, just read plot synopsis for them. And I hadn't seen one of these movies before I made this list. Um, this is my best picture um, nominees list. Um, honorable mentions, I put The Butler, which thank God the Academy didn't give a crap <laughs> about The Butler. But I, I thought that exact same way, dude. When you I mean, saw there wasn't a single you mean Lee Daniels the Butler. Oh yeah, Lee Daniels the Butler. Sorry, Lee. I'm not familiar with just the Butler. I know <laughs> Lee Daniels the Butler, but Great. Lee's probably going to unsubscribe to this now. I butchered the name of his movie, but yeah. it's okay. Uh, on, uh, the way way back too, I thought it was a could have been a dark horse. Um, I had just seen it, so I was pretty high on it. So my nominees uh, were Mud, The Counselor, which who could have seen that coming? Oh for two. Oh for two. Gravity. Inside Lewin Davis, Captain Phillips, The Monuments Men, which didn't come out this year, <laughs> uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, Her, 12 Years a Slave, and American Hustle. Solid. Okay. So pretty yeah. impressed with myself, having not yeah. seen one of them and predicting uh, over half the list there. So that yeah. just shows you um, how easy it is uh, for the Academy to make these choices. They don't <laughs> even see these movies, guys. <laughs> they literally just go on IMDb, be like, "Oh, cool, uh, I'll vote for that one." So no, I'm just I'm I'm being facetious, but um, we'll do this again next year. Hopefully, I'll be be better, and hopefully, there's not um, a movie on my list that turns out as bad as the counselor turned out. So, <clears throat> wow. Uh, any so other, any closing thoughts about the year of 2013, guys? This is it. Get it out now, um, because after this, we are officially moving on. Yeah, go go see all of the movies. Go see all the movies. Uh, go back and listen to the to our episodes. You know, our our opinions have changed some on these movies, yeah. but overall, probably it's not. Fluid. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
definitely, you've got a month starting now. If you're listening yeah. to this this week, you've got a month to catch up on Oscar stuff. Make your list, decide, and um, don't be afraid uh, to uh, back up your favorite movie. If it's yeah. not everybody else's favorite movie, who cares? You know what? Deal with it. Yeah, support it. Like, get out there and fight for it. That's my number one on my list. Sure. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to mention before we get out of here? Nope. nope. Brian Gill, where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12. You can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barton. Kent, where can I find you? Find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. And you can find our show online at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find all our episodes on there. Find Week Recommends on there. Find our list of American treasures on oh, there. Yeah. And contact the show on there as well. Um, but on that note, until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.